0: i raising, i
1: without you, Father. Thank you just for being that, Lord, that you are and just changing us,
2: Father, and just changing us in the things that we do, Lord. Father, we are nothing without you, Lord, so I ask that you just come down right now, Lord, and fill us up with your love and fill us up with your strength, Father, so that we can pour our spirits out to you tonight, Lord. Nothing else but you, Father, so we can pour it out, so we can pour it out.
0: We're going to pour our spirit out. Pour our spirit out.
1: we draw near to you, you draw near to us. Lord, we thank you that you are near, that you are right here in our midst. For your word says we're two or three to gather, that you are here with us. So we just invite you here, power of your spirit. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do tonight. Lord, I just lift up all of our children in here. Lord, I just pray a special blessing over each and every one. Lord, I pray that you would keep them safe, keep them healthy. Lord, I pray that they would be imparted with your love and they would know you even from a young age. Lord, I pray for our teachers. Lord, I pray that you would impart them with the love of Jesus. We thank you, give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. The kids can be dismissed to their classes. You guys may make your way back to your seats ushers if you want to come forward we're going to go ahead and we're going to take tonight's offering bible says that we're not supposed to just give out of a religious duty not out of compulsion but give as the lord tells you to give bible says that god loves a cheerful cheerful giver so I would just ask you to pray about what the Lord would have you give as we continue to expand if you haven't noticed with every area whether it's our kitchen our parking lot our women's home our men's home the goal is to expand and grow amen we serve a God Of increase. The kingdom of God is built on increase. So just pray what the Lord would have you give. Be faithful to that. Lord, I thank you for uh, all the hands that give. Lord, I thank you for the mission, the vision. Lord, I thank you that the provision for the vision is already there. Lord, I thank you that you are our provider. You own the cattle on a thousand hills. Everything that we need, you provide in abundance in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And as the ushers go around, a couple things um, just to kind of touch base on um, that uh, we talked about tomorrow night, we're having sort of a a canvas, a painting, um, almost a painting with a twist fundraiser for our mission trip. Thank you, Trey. Mission trip out to California. So we either go or we send. So if you want to come, uh, we tried to, well, Evan had tried to do a bunch of kind of small events, short events that everybody could have fun at and at the same time support this missions trip. So uh, if you can make it out, it would be great. Um, Also, of course, Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m., the main event. But we're going to start our new series tonight. Um, Of course, we have Celebrate Recovery on Monday nights. And also, we have Bible study on Wednesdays. So, our new series that we are starting is called Ghost Stories. Ghost Stories. I remember when I was... uh, a kid and I would stay over my friend's house, we used to get together and try to tell ghost stories and you would shut off all the lights and you kind of get a flashlight and like shine it on the bottom of your face and try to look all scary, right? And you know, we, we seem to be in an age where people are sort of fascinated with the paranormal. They're, they're fascinated with ghosts. There's all kind of TV shows on um, about ghost hunting. Um, there, You can buy equipment. You can go on Amazon and buy some equipment that supposedly can uh, measure if there's energy in the room or if there's ghosts. And, um, you know, many people that I know have even said that they saw ghosts before. And And there's a, a lot of places that you can go to, a lot of Historical places, and they cater to this type of person that is sort of seeking out this, uh, you know, this experience. They want to see a ghost. They want to see a spirit. I can, I can remember when I was out in Gettysburg, PA. Anybody been out Gettysburg? So if you ever been out Gettysburg to the battlefields out there, it's a really cool experience. But they have signs hanging up everywhere where you could take a a, a, a tour of haunted Gettysburg at night, and you could supposedly see the ghosts. They say that, you know, that they're supposedly soldiers still fighting and all this. And um, and then there was another place that um, down in Moundsville, West Virginia, I was visiting a four-square church down there, um, and there's this old penitentiary there. And there hasn't been anybody there in I don't even know how long, it's been a really long time. But the entire penitentiary is up and the reason they leave it up is because people travel from all over the United States because supposedly the place is haunted and you can even even stay overnight. You can pay them to stay overnight in this old prison. So supposedly, maybe you might see a ghost. And um, even here in Ambridge last year, during um, the second part of October, they had Old Economy Village at night. And you could go to Old Economy Village and maybe see some of the ghosts of the Harmonites out there, you know, whatever, making wine, making butter, or whatever, we know what they weren't doing. But um, anyway, we'll just keep moving on. And, you know, in a way, you have to sort of understand um, that why people are obsessed with the supernatural. Why are people obsessed with the supernatural? Because inside of us, I think that every one of us knows that there's more than kind of the physical realm that we see around us. We, we, we know there's more, and so people are seeking, and, and, and we know that there's, there is a supernatural realm. There's a physical realm, but there's also a spiritual realm. And I can tell you this, that if people did, in fact, see ghosts, like if they weren't making it up, they didn't see—what they saw were demons— Okay, their eyes were open and they were able to see in the spirit realm and they saw demons. And there's only one ghost that we need to be chasing after and that is the Holy Ghost. Amen? And and this series, that's what we're going to be talking about, ghost stories. We're going to be talking about the Holy Ghost also known as the Holy Spirit, right? If we, we get the name Holy Ghost from the King James translation of the Bible. They translate it as Holy Ghost, and most of the modern translations um, use the word Spirit, Holy Spirit. So those two words, uh, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, you know, it's not too different. It, it's just an interchangeable word, Ghost and, and Spirit, just the way they used to translate it in the 1600s was ghost. They translate it now, uh, the spirit. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be spending from now till Pentecost talking about the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So let's just pray really quick and uh, we'll get into the word. Lord, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for Holy Spirit power. I thank you, Lord, that through the Holy Spirit, you will lead and guide us into all truth. Lord, and I thank you that even now, through the power of the Holy Spirit, this word is being preached, Lord. So I pray that it would preach not with just wisdom of man, but it would go out in demonstration of power. Lord, I pray that we would all, that, that we would all know you more through this and through these past couple weeks, Lord. And I pray that for a powerful experience for each and every person in here with. The Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Hey, so we're going to begin in the book of Genesis chapter 1. Book of Genesis chapter 1, you should be able to find that. First book of the Bible, first verse of the Bible. And that is where we are going to begin. I'll be reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. If you're there, got a finger on it, say amen. Amen. All right. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Now, I often wondered how the world became without form and covered in darkness. Was it just created like that? Was it created sort of incomplete? Or did something cataclysmic happen that made it like that? Now, theologians go back and forth on these questions and it's sort of a big argument within Christianity and a lot of people, they they talk about the gap theory and they say that uh, between Genesis 1, 1, right, where God created the heavens and the earth and 1, 2, where it says the earth was without form and void and and, and water covered the deep, they say, well, there was a gap in there because... Everything that God made was good, right? It says that everything that God made was good. So why would he make something that was without form and void? And some people think, although it's just a theory, that before Adam and Eve that there was some type of civilization that existed on the earth and there was a, a major Catastrophe, a major cataclysm that happened to the earth and wiped whatever that was, whatever that pre-adamic race totally wiped that whole thing out. And that's why the, the world was that um, was covered in darkness and the world was actually covered in water. And you know, if that's the case, it would explain a lot of things. It would explain. You know sort of you know the argument about the age of the earth how old the earth is it would explain you know kind of dinosaurs, some of the fossils that 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 they would find but others say that the earth is young like if you go to uh the the uh the ark um you know down in kentucky where that dude built the ken ham built this full-sized ark and They'll go through it and, you know, they're very much adamant that the earth is young, that it's a 6,000-year-old earth and, um, you know, that's just the way that the world was created. There was no pre-Adamic civilization and, you know, that's just how the beginning was. What do I believe about it? Well, I'm not really sure. Uh, I, I lean more towards that. That there was something out there before the earth i lean more towards that but i'm not totally sold on that so that'll be one of those questions that will get answered when we get to heaven amen and it's not worth arguing about it's not worth fighting about not worth spending a lot of time even talking about but what we do know is that the earth was total in total darkness it says it was without form and void it, it, there was a formlessness to the world and then it was totally covered in water. It was completely uninhabitable. At that point there was nothing to the world. And that is where we first meet Holy Spirit. That's the first time that we see him hovering above the darkness. Some translations say moving around the darkness some translations even say they say brooding and I was like what the heck is brooding but if you look at the word in the Hebrew it, it, it kind of could speak of a chicken almost incubating the eggs like sitting over top of the egg sort of protecting the egg the Holy Spirit was what was above the darkness sort of protecting the the, the the creation and then the next thing you know God speaks and says let there be light or or the direct translation would be light be and the Holy Spirit moves and and, and brings light into the darkness and separates the dark from the light and in in the in the work of the creation of the world, we see the entire Trinity, the triune nature of God, or the Godhead. You see the Father, right? You see the Word. So God speaks the Word, and then you see the Spirit moving. One person described the the, the actions of the the of God at, at creation as that. God the Father was the owner, and God the Son was the architect, and God the Holy Spirit was the builder. One God existing as three coexistent, co eternal, co equal personalities who move in total and complete unity. And you might say, Well, how could that be? How could, how could there be one God that existed, three persons, right? That's why he's God and you're not. Amen. And it's it's something that's taught in the Bible, but it's definitely what we would call a mystery to understand the essence of God. How how one God could exist as, as as three sort of separate personalities, but yet being all God. And that's the first thing that we need to understand when we talk about any discussion about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. And for some reason, there seems to be some kind of disconnect with people. They have no problem with with God the Father. They have no problem with saying that that Jesus is the Son of God and Jesus is God. But, But for some reason, there isn't the same desire to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, who is also God. And some people have this preconceived notions that when you say like, hey, you need to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, that that means that things are about to get weird. Well, I don't know if I want to get into the Holy Spirit because that means that things are going to get weird. How many of you know that God is not weird? Amen. God's not weird. How many of you know that people are weird? Amen. So what happens is, is that, people who are weird make the holy spirit weird right but they were weird before without the holy spirit they just happened to get saved and now they're weird and everybody's like well i don't want to be like that i don't they were weird before so there's nothing weird about the holy spirit he's holy he's god people are just weird so you got to be able to separate the actions of weird people from the Holy Spirit of God and not be afraid of a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because what a growing relationship with the Holy Spirit means is that you'll be like Jesus. That's what it means. You'll be Spirit-empowered, live a Spirit-filled life just like Jesus did. Because Jesus lived his life. He never ceased to be God, but he laid his divinity to the side. He became a man because he had to die for the sins of man. And he lived his life here on earth as a spirit-filled, spirit-empowered man. He didn't even begin his ministry here on earth until he got baptized. And it said at his baptism, the Holy Spirit descended like a dove and rested upon him. We just sang that song, Holy Spirit, come and rest on us. And so the Holy Spirit came and and, and again you have this picture of the Trinity uh, in, in Jesus' ministry as he gets baptized in the river Jordan, and and you see the the Son of God there, you see Jesus, and and you hear the voice speak from heaven and say, this is my beloved Son, who I am well pleased, and you see God the Holy Spirit descending and resting on Jesus. A, A relationship with the Holy Spirit will make you live like Jesus. It'll make you love people the way that Jesus loved people, that you'll be led Like Jesus was led, Jesus said, I only do what I hear the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. He's led by, and the Holy Spirit will lead you just like Jesus was led. It'll enable you to be holy like Jesus was and be empowered to do the works that Jesus did because Jesus said that greater works than this you will do because I go to the Father. And if we go back to the creation narrative, what we read is that light came in and divided the darkness. One curious thing is that according to the creation narrative, that the sun was not created until the fourth day. You can read about it right there wasn't a sun and moon until the fourth day so how could it say that there was light but there wasn't a sun or a moon to give light but the entrance of light and you got to understand this the entrance of light when when in the beginning when it says light be let there be light it was the entrance of God coming into the darkness. It was the entrance of light going into that darkness, that formlessness, that, that, that nothingness, and the Holy Spirit going in and bringing order out of chaos. God becomes the light. God is light. And the light of God goes in to drive out the darkness. And God himself was light for the first three days of creation. Until we created the sun and moon. And just as in creation, the Holy Spirit brings light into the darkness and and begins to create this beautiful world out of this this mess that, that, that was there, the Bible says that you and I are a new creation in Christ. And the Bible says that there was a day before you knew Jesus that you and I were walking in darkness. And our first step to come out of the darkness is to bring the light inside of us and that happens by the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's go to John chapter 3. We looked at the Holy Spirit in creation as part of the triune Godhead. And now we're going to look at the Holy Spirit in the recreation, the new creation in Christ that you and I become when we give our lives to Jesus. If you're there, say amen. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know... That you are a teacher come from God for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him and you know we talked about this a few weeks ago that there was a symbolism that he went to Jesus at night yes he went there because he was a Pharisee and he didn't want the other Pharisees to see him talking with Jesus he didn't want to have to explain himself but the symbolism there is that he was in darkness. And that's how it describes all of us before we're saved. It says that when we give our life to Christ, that we're translated out of a kingdom of darkness and we're brought into the light. So Nicodemus doesn't know who Jesus is. He's not sure who he is at all, but he sees the miracle that Jesus is doing, and so he's still in darkness, but he's seeking out the light. He's not really sure. Is this the Messiah? Is he truly the Son of God? I, there's something going on because no one could do this unless God was with him. And so he's he's searching, and he's, he's looking, and and in verse 3, Jesus answered and said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless you are born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be be born when he's old? How can he enter a second time in his mother's womb and be born? Obviously, this would have been a very confusing thing to hear. You know th- this is a religious man, and he's seeking out Jesus, he sees the miracles, and Jesus said, "Well, guess what you have to be born again to be able to see the kingdom of God and he couldn't explain it he's like i, I don't i don't understand that i don't I-, I don't really get it I mean, how can a man be born when he's old how how can this even happen and and in the natural it is impossible you can't climb back in your mother's womb and be and be born again you 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 can't do it but but how many know that 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 all things are possible with God that's what Mary said to when the angel Gabriel appeared to her and said that you're going to be with child and she said how could it be cuz i i haven't known a man and he said with God, nothing will be impossible. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And this is kind of where Jesus is going with this. And he's, he's trying to explain something that, that is a miracle that happens through the Holy Spirit. How, how can I know God? Well, you you can't unless you're born again. See, being born again, it's it's not a denomination. It's not some kind of term for some kind of, you know, right wing, right? It's not anything like that. Like according to Jesus, you're not a Christian unless you're born again. You can't see the kingdom of God. You can't understand the things of the kingdom of God. The the, the things of, of the spirit are foolishness to the natural man. So you have to be born again to have the spirit live inside of you. So now you can understand the spiritual world, the spiritual truths, the real spiritual world, not going ghost hunting, not going paranormal, not watching scary movies. No, you understand how the spiritual world operates truly. But you can't see that unless you've been born again. So Jesus is going to continue after he asked a question. Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that what is born of Spirit is Spirit. And so he talks about being born of water and the Spirit. In this case... We know what being born of the spirit is, but being born of the water speaks of natural birth. Um, when a woman gives birth, her water breaks, and the child is born. And I know a lot of people look at that and they think that it means water baptism. They think that it means water baptism. And you know there's whole denominations built on the fact that you know unless you're baptized in water and unless you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, that you're not getting to heaven, but you can just look at the next verse. If you don't believe me, the next verse explains it. It says, what's born of the flesh is flesh, right? You have to be born by water, naturally born, and then you have to be born by the spirit. And that's what is born of the spirit is spirit. Water symbolizes natural birth, being born of the spirit is a supernatural work of God and just as the Holy Spirit in creation invades the darkness when you said yes to Jesus when you gave your life to Jesus the Holy Spirit invades the darkness of your life and brings light where there never was light before When man was created from the dust of the earth, it says that that God formed a man from dust of the earth and then he breathed into his nostrils and he became a living soul. When Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, God said, if you eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. And guess what? They ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and they didn't drop dead, not at that moment. But spiritually, spiritually, that spirit, that breath of God that was inside of them died. They died spiritually at that moment. And that's why they were hiding from God. Because that part, that connection, that pull towards God inside of them was now dead. And the Greek word that you translate as spirit is, can, can actually be translated breath. The breath of Of God. So when you say yes to Jesus, when you're born again, it's God's Spirit is once again breathed into you so that you might once again be who you were supposed to be, who you were designed to be as a true son and daughter of God. Verse seven, Jesus says, Do not marvel that I said to you, You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. You hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. And what Jesus is explaining here is actually pretty simple, that that although we might not be able to see the Holy Spirit actually go into somebody. In other words, if somebody comes up this aisle, and I've prayed the prayer with them, and I've prayed the sinner's prayer with hundreds of people... And, I, and, I, and I've never seen like something happen where it's like something went inside of them. I couldn't really see. You can't really see the spirit going inside of somebody, but you can tell when somebody gets uh, filled with the spirit, right? I can't see the wind necessarily but i can feel the wind i can feel the effects of the wind a couple weeks ago the wind was blowing so hard it snapped the rope on our flagpole it blew shingles off of our schoolhouse all over the front i don't know where the wind was coming from i don't know where it was going i couldn't see it but i could definitely see the effects of it and being born again is not finding religion you've got to understand that this this thing when we say that we're born again, it's not about turning over a new leaf. It's not about finding a new religion. It's being born again supernaturally as a new creation in Christ. When it says that you are a new creation in Christ, that's not just a clever word or, or a clever metaphor. It's, it's a biblical fact that I once was in darkness, but now I am in light. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind but now I can see. I didn't know God then, but I know God now. I have a new heart. I have a new will. I have a new mind and a new emotions. My sins have been washed away, and I have been made new. That's what being born again is all about. If you've been coming to church, and you've given your life to to Christ, and you haven't changed at all, you're probably not saved you're not born again and I'm not trying to be unkind in that but it's much more than saying a prayer there's a supernatural work that happens inside of you when the spirit comes inside of you and yes it takes time and there's different people in churches all through the the New Testament you can read about the churches it talks about people being in different places Paul will tell them, you know what, you guys should be eating meat right now, but you're just drinking milk. There's people who are immature in the things of God, and and it takes a while for the Spirit to work in your heart and work in your life and continue to, to change your life. But if there's no change, then you haven't been truly born again. It's like this. It's like, if I... Walked in here and I had a nice new suit that was pressed, that was clean, white shirt, white tie, right, smelling good, looking good. But I walk in church 45 minutes late and somebody's like, hey, what happened to you? I'm like, well, you know, I was on the side of the road and I was, and I was changing a tire and I got ran over by a truck. And I got ran over by a truck, and so because I got ran over by a truck, you know, it took me a little bit to get over here. And you say, well, what do you mean? You got, like, you got grazed? No, no, I'm full-blown. I was on the side of the road. Truck came, 60 miles an hour, ran me over, and that's why I was late. And you would say, you know what? You're a liar. You're a liar because there's no way that you would have an encounter with a truck and a truck would hit you and run you over and your body wouldn't be broken and you might be dead. You definitely wouldn't be showing up in a brand new suit looking all clean like you just got out of the shower if you just got ran over by a truck. It's impossible. It's impossible to stand there and have an encounter with something as powerful that's moving as a truck come and run you over and not be changed. But I tell you, my friend, it's equally as impossible, if not more, to have an encounter with the almighty God of the universe, the creator, the sustainer, and not be changed. Not be changed. The problem is, is we don't preach on assurance we preach on salvation, but we don't preach on assurance. What's the evidence that you're living for God? You're still living for God. Amen. There's people that come in church and, you know, they might be going to church and they're not serving God anymore. They're not living for God. And it doesn't mean that people can't mess up it doesn't mean that people can't go through a rough stage in their life but if they're truly saved and they have the spirit of God there will always be that drawing to say I got to get back to the things of God because man when you taste the heavenly things then the earthly things don't they, they just they don't taste good anymore And when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, the Spirit will continue to draw and bring you back. And your walk at times might be, you know, you might take three steps backwards and two steps forward. But guess what? You're going to keep walking and you're going to keep moving because you have been made a new creation in Christ. You're not the same anymore. If you have the Spirit of God, Spirit that was hovering above the waters, and God said, Let there be light. Boom! There was light, and the Holy Spirit is moving in power. We become born again. The Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit, comes and lives inside of us we are temples of the Holy Spirit we have been made alive and the Holy Spirit lives in us forever and now my best friend the Holy Spirit empowers me to live an extraordinary life with new possibilities the same Holy Spirit that when Moses lifted his staff and parted the Red Sea will part your seas of troubles. The same Holy Spirit that made the Jericho walls fall down will smash walls of limitation and limits in your life. The same Spirit that took down Goliath, that came upon David and took down the giant will take down any giant that you might face. The same Spirit that Elijah, call, that, that, that Elijah called on And and, and brought fire down from heaven will bring fire to this world. The same spirit that came upon Samson when when, when the hair began growing back and he, he pulled the two pillars down and killed the enemies of the Philistines is alive inside of you. That same spirit that protected Daniel in the lion's den will protect you from all attacks of the enemy. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living inside of me and living inside of you and guess what? Greater is he Who lives inside of me than he who lives inside of the world you and I have been made new and we don't need less of the spirit we need more of the spirit amen Amen. and there might be ministries and churches that don't want it but guess what this is a spirit-filled spirit-empowered spirit-led church We want more of the Holy Spirit. My friends, we have not even scratched the surface of what it really means to be a manifest sons and daughters of God. It says all of creation is screaming out for the days of the manifest sons of God. And we have slowed down. We have stopped. But guess what? From this point on, we're hitting the gas. And we're going to see a move of the Holy Spirit that has not been seen in our country. Because listen, here's the thing. We don't have to look back to Azusa Street. We don't have to look back to Angelus Temple. We don't have to look back at Brownsville. We don't have to look back at the healing revival. Because everything that God does is always bigger and better. And there's a revival that's coming, the last day revival, and it is going to be more impactful we're going to see more lives saved we're going to see it's going to be it's going to be an amazing time i see an age of spiritual warfare but i see the church rising up like an army because the bible says that when the enemy comes in like a flood that god will raise up a standard but we have to pick sides you have to pick a side and decide that you're all in that you're all in this isn't the age of the lukewarm Christian this is the age of the blood-bought born again on fire Christian that is full of the Holy Spirit and says Lord we want more we want to go deeper we want to go farther we want to go beyond the veil we want to know you more we love you we want a relationship with you and in the next few coming weeks as we go through this series on the Holy Spirit We're going to learn all about what it is to have a relationship with the Spirit, to walk with the Spirit, to be empowered by the Spirit, to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, to have the fruit of the Spirit. All these things we're going to be talking about, but we had to start here, being born again of the Spirit. And so before we close, I just want to give an invitation that if you haven't been born again, that if you, uh, maybe you went to church growing up, maybe you, you've known religion, maybe you've even come to church for a long time, but you say, you know what, I, I, haven't, I haven't experienced that change. I, I really don't know what it's like because you can be in the church. I can be in a garage, but that doesn't mean I'm a car. And me being in a church doesn't mean that I'm necessarily a Christian. There's a supernatural experience, and it's called being born again. And we get there by giving our life to Jesus, by repenting of our sin, our way of life, and accepting Jesus as the only Savior, as the only salvation for our sins. We put our faith in him, who he was, what he did how he lived, how he rose. And that moment, we confess that he is Lord and we ask him to send the Holy Spirit. And from that point on, we're born again and we're born into a family of God. Jesus didn't come here to start a religion. He came here to start a family. How do you come into a family? You're born into a family. You're born into a family. But God is spirit, so we're born again by the power of the Holy Spirit. If I could just get every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe we're all Christians in here, maybe we're not. But if you're here tonight and you want to give your life to Jesus, I just want you to stick up a hand and say, today I want to give my life to Jesus. I won't take long, just want to give you that open door. Amen. Worship team, if you want to make your way forward, and as we finish finish in worship, I just want to give you the opportunity that uh, for the next few weeks, we're just going to be praying that God's going to give you a fresh infilling of His Holy Spirit. Now we're going to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how there is a baptism of the Holy Spirit that follows salvation and exactly how that works. But just because you were baptized in the Holy Spirit a long time ago, you need, sometimes you need a fresh refilling of the Spirit. You need a fresh anointing. You need a fresh fire to come inside your soul. So I'm going to be opening the, the front up, adoring this time of worship um, and ushers, if I could get some help If we have any ushers left I think they all went to, went to go get pizza or something I don't see our ushers in here But uh, if I could get some help with that And we're going to go ahead And if you want to if you want prayer, you can come up If you just want to worship Because God can fill you right where you're at But there's something that comes with agreement There's something that comes with the laying on of hands Through ministry There's an impartation so we just want to believe God that we're going to go a little bit deeper. We're going to go farther. We're going we're to kind of take the governor off. Let's take, let's take whatever's inside of us that says, you know what? I better not go that far because that's kind of getting a little crazy. I just want to maintain control. I just want to kind of stay in my box. And, you know, if I get more of the Holy Spirit and... I don't know, I might have to change this, or I might have to give this up. Can I tell you something? There's nothing that you're gonna give up for God that He's not gonna replace with something that is a hundred times better. Amen. Amen. And and the only thing that you're gonna give up are things that hurt you. You're gonna give up your demons. You're gonna give up you're gonna give up bad habits. You're going to give up anything that's an idol, that comes in between you and God. You give those things up, and guess what? You're going to be free. Amen? If you want to stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I just want to fill this place with the Holy Spirit. And we're just going to go ahead, and we're going we're to pray in the Spirit. We're going to pray in the Holy Ghost. And we're just going to bring something in here. So if you have that uh, ability, if you have that gift to pray in the Holy Spirit, uh, just go ahead and just begin praying. Let's just fill this atmosphere, just just praying in the Spirit. This isn't uh, something to be uh, interpreted. This is just a prayer language that we're just going to pray, and we're just going to begin to just be closer with the Holy Spirit. To get another level of intimacy, and some of you guys that maybe you don't speak, uh, maybe you've you've never spoken tongues. It's weird. You've kind of been around it, or or you just kind of if you never see it, if you never experience it, you're never going to know what it's like.
2: So let's just go ahead and pray in the Holy Spirit. Rebaba Shorokota Sarababashorobos Soro Ketishi Rebabasarekete Sarabos Sareketishirababasi Horo Shorokata Katashi Rababasarabos Pocoto Sarababashi Rebabasarakate Saraboko Sarababashila Passo Rababoko Sarababashila Bakata Sarabosho Rebabashorokoto Sarababashila Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just go ahead and just pray in the Holy Spirit. You don't have to be ashamed. Just lift your hands. This is stirring up the gifts that are
1: inside of you. This is stirring up the fire that is inside of you.
2: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
1: worship you. and praise you. Give you honor and glory. Thank you.
2: Lord. Jesus. Thank you. Lord. Thank you. Lord. Thank you. Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Worthy.
1: Worthy is the Lamb of God. Yes. Worthy you. are you. Thank you. Worthy, Worthy are you. you. Thank you, Jesus.
2: Thank you for your presence.
1: Thank Lord. you, Lord. Thank
2: you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord.
1: Cleansing fire. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank, you Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just pray right now that you would just send the fire send the fire send the fire we need fresh fire we need a new anointing we need new wine we don't need 2020 wine we don't need 1907 wine we need 2023 wine Lord I pray that you would just pour out your spirit pour out your spirit pour out your spirit pour out your spirit in Jesus name thank you Lord Thank you, Lord.
2: Jesus.
0: Thank you,
1: Lord. Let's just enter in. just allow yourself to enter in allow yourself to step in that presence
0: Break up the walls of all my religion Your way is back.
1: to the glory realm may the lord bless you and keep you may make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you may lift his countenance upon you and give you peace i send you forward with the authority of jesus christ to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all powers of the enemy go out and give them heaven love you guys now you're ready for the weekend all right. God bless. These altars are open. Feel free to stay as long as you want.
0: Come and do it again. Open up the gates, man. Yeah. myself right now i'm laying down take all of me myself right now i'm laying down take all of me myself right now i'm laying down take all of me myself right now i'm all of me why not take all of me Ooh, all of me why not take all of me Ooh, all of me why not take all of me